This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Oh, man. Maybe what you think about these last couple of episodes of um, the Jordan shit? Uh, this nigga telling Horace Gray he can't eat because he had a bad game. Well, I didn't see that Come part on, in the. Though. I guess that's coming up, but because or or I just missed that shit. Uh, but like I didn't see that part though. But I'm like, damn, that's fucked. <laughs> uh, I mean. Jordan kind of has. Horace Grant just don't. That's that's the one thing I'm learning about Mike, man. He it's a lot of dry snitching going on in this whole shit. Whoa. Like the whole thing is just like a. Oh, it ain't dry snitching. <laughs> he like no, nigga. That was Horace. <laughs> that was Horace telling, nigga. That wasn't me going to the motherfucking press and Horace, one of his best friends, write a fucking tell-all book about secrets of the league and like that should get blamed on me no that was that nigga i mean it's it's just a lot of fishy shit going on man and jordan i don't know like the type of teammate he was i don't see why niggas didn't hurt him like why niggas so scared of him uh because the nigga just caught on the court niggas ain't never seen no shit like that before um nigga competitive i mean and like if I you slacking that, though, like when you slacking and but, a nigga call you out on slacking and you know you slacking though, and you see that nigga putting in the work, it's kind of hard to be mad. Now if y'all doing just as much as the same shit and you just think that you better than everybody and you think that you putting in work, oh you can shut the fuck up with that shit. But like, like yeah, this nigga is kind of telling me the truth. He is better than me, and shit. But dog, you watching? But we are literally watching niggas. They were straight scared of Mike. Why you, you say that? Who you think was scared? Like how he was punking everybody and shit. Like just how, just the way that he, uh, you know, goes about motivating his teammates. I'll say that. Yeah. So the only thing I really saw that was that that was kind of strange to me that they was uh, when Randy Brown was asking for tickets and he was handing out tickets like like they well technically nigga I'm the nigga, I'm the one that filled up this arena I should get the most tickets but he was passing the motherfuckers out and Randy Brown seemed like thankful to get a ticket you know what I'm saying Yeah. Like he then he was like, uh, like bitch, I, I play on the team too. Yeah, he made that thank God comment. He was like, yeah, he, he referenced like, yeah, God gave him to me or some shit. Like, eh. like all right, nigga, relax, <laughs> like relax. And I can understand Jordan being the best player in the league at that time. It just seemed like I don't know, man. I just didn't expect that level of like ass kissing that niggas was going through to stay on his good side. And that whole thing, like, oh, I ain't got a gambling problem. I got a competition problem. No, nigga, that's a gambling problem. <laughs> you straight got a gambling problem. I don't know. Like, what's a problem, though? Like, when does it become a Like, a problem means that something bad happened. So, like, wh- wh- where's the problem at? <laughs> I put it like this, right? Is it- so, I'm a basketball player. Mm-hmm. And my wife go out and buy new bags. She'd spend money on clothes. So she got a motherfucking shit. She running through $90,000 a month 
just on frivolous shit. You know what I'm saying? Partying and doing all this extra shit. Do I got a wife problem? Cause like I'm losing $90,000 a month and I don't even win nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, she like bags that make her feel good. But what if I want to spend $90,000 a month? What if I lose $90,000 a month, but I lose the gambling and I made some money in it. So like, where does the, the quote unquote problem come in at though? The problem is maintaining that lifestyle. Jordan had never been broke. <laughs> That's what he was like, nigga. I, nigga, I ain't. My wife ain't leaving me. She ain't. I, my bills ain't past due. Uh, that's why I, I kind of don't. You, you know, the rumor was Jordan Olson gambling debt, so they killed his father, right? But like, yeah. I, I looked into that. Like, that's not what happened. Like that nigga Jordan dad pulled over on the side of the road in a brand new red Lexus and took a nap, and then two niggas caught him lacking, shot him, stole the whip. And they got found. They got found like a week and a half or so later. Later, but they, they it was shit in the car. They stole shit in the car. Uh, they tried to sell the rings and shit. Like if you a hitman, like you're not trying to sell shit that was in the car. Like y'all, and you wouldn't steal the car. You would kill and get the fuck out of there. Like these was two country niggas who seen an old man lacking, didn't know it was Jordan until his pops. And when he probably found out that it was his pops, they probably I don't know, but like. That shit didn't it don't scream professional hitman, but it also screams that when did Jordan not have enough money to pay a debt? Like he got money. <laughs> like he ain't never had no financial issue and shit. So I know that was like folklore and like last week I went, let me Google this shit and just try to find out. Like them niggas got found, uh they told on each other who did this, who pulled the trigger, like I don't know though. I don't know if that, that actually like happened that way. I give you that. It might, it, a lot of that shit is just conspiracy theory. I don't. I don't know. It's just something about the way that he carried himself. That you know, when you were a kid and you looking at like Michael Jordan, the icon, like you, I just didn't expect some of the shit from him. Yeah, he just doesn't seem like the type of motherfucker you want to be around. Wait the this. only nigga I see him talk like really endearingly about is just Kobe. Wait till that Kobe doc come out. <laughs> like we seen some of the, the tough shit. We might could, be saying the same thing. You like know wait till that Kobe doc like, come out. <laughs> like yeah. Kobe is endearing now because he's dead, but like because he retired, <laughs> we could probably easily yeah. Because we last could probably two years of Kobe shit was yeah. It was a lot of times when niggas didn't care for Kobe. For sure. And that's so I mean, I want to make that nigga seem like he the like he the golden child in this shit, cause like we endear him now because he's dead. Yeah. But like niggas was not fucking with Kobe for a long time. And what's so so like we endear Kobe, he has passed, but them last two years of his life when he wasn't playing, like he did go through like a rebrand. Really like the last year of his playing career last couple years of his playing career and then after his career was over he did go through like a little bit of a rebrand where he was just like nicer to people and like talk to people and let people in and out there with his daughter the whole nine yards then on top of all of that he passed while people were enduring him then he passed oh now nah, that shit shoot up like a thousand percent you know what i'm saying 
Yeah. Um, but you know that that's that's gonna be interesting. But Jordan did say he had reservations about when this came out. He said he, I guess he, we haven't seen it yet. Uh, but I guess him and Scott Burrell, he said he was kind of tough on him because he was just trying to get the best out of him. And apparently in these next episodes is about to drop. They're going to go through the infamous fight with Steve Kirk. Uh, so that's about to come up. So, man, that shit should be. So, I mean, I guess I look at it like you, you a supervisor. You know how to like you can't manage everybody on your team the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like some of them niggas, you got to, you know, you, mo- you you motivate everybody differently. Yeah. And that's all. And that's all. At the end of the day, he's really, you know, really guilty of is just how did he motivate them niggas? Yeah. Or like you know, basketball is competitive. Or shit in general, I'm competitive. If we out there on the court, I'm talking shit because that's what the fuck I do. We talk shit on the mic here. Like if we doing something, I'm gonna talk shit while I'm doing it. But and that's just in general. But what if I don't like you? And I'm better than you and I'm whooping you. Oh, I'm really laying on that shit. And I need you to participate. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, man. Um, we just uh matter of fact, uh, we're gonna go ahead and get started, man. And he call in and uh, we'll just add that shit in. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on my mind. Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the tinfoil hat titan, aka the conspiracy realist, aka the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text you with your green bubbles, aka I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man, Dame Gone Wild, the West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA, High Chief Dame Don't Fuck Around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Yo, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 208. Eight episodes of the Corona Chronicles. Two months, man. Yeah, man, I feel like this shit ain't never going in. Man, got to. Well, not seven episodes, but still. Uh, no, eight. Shit. Yeah, two, eight. Um, yeah, this is the eighth one. Because 200, we was, we was celebrating. Yeah, man. We were still celebrating. Now Big Gretch ain't going to let us... Gretch money ain't letting nobody out the house. Uh, you know what's so funny, man? What we missed this week? Well, we missed a couple things last week. Uh, so I do want to address those. Uh, one, uh, May is Urban Podcast Month. Uh, Absolutely. 
uh, our brothers from the Connected Experience, and we we got together and we started uh, Urban Podcast Month, but three years ago now. And uh, yeah, yeah, we usually have a, a big event in May, but Corona ruined this shit. Corona is the event this year. Yeah, man, um, that kind of got ruined. You know what I'm saying? But it is Urban Podcast Month. Shout out to all the podcasts that uh listen to us um shout out to the ones that uh, i listen to if you know a black po- i mean an urban podcast a hey, black uh you know urban podcast man get them some love um tag them hashtag upm 2020 urban podcast month 2020 um we just gonna share and uh matter of fact when we dropped the the date the the you know the graphics and shit for this one tag y'all podcast on the shop talk page and we'll shout y'all out we just gonna promote all urban podcasts you know what i'm saying all month you feel me yeah man because we we're about spreading the love because you know we know what it's like uh when you when you're new out here don't nobody really know you and uh you're just trying to you know get you get the word out yeah and that and just like i like to get i want more people into podcasting and like once you get people listening to podcasts i don't want all right how will this the thing with urban podcasts because it's a new newer space um it's not like first week album sales or nothing like that like only one person can do good like once you get somebody into podcasting uh you get a new listener and they like your podcast they can be like well shit i want to listen to some more podcasts and if you only got an hour worth of content and they got to wait a whole nother week, are they going to listen to something else? So every time you pick up a new subscriber or a new listener, you actually are helping someone else move into the space of listening to podcasts. And by default, you helping other podcasters just by having people listen to your show. So, and so uh, what we should be doing and focusing on all urban podcast month is getting people to listen to different urban podcasts because you know we got a, a it's a big space out here and we making a uh, we making some noise we have a big presence and it's not and like you said it's not like it's just my podcast versus everybody like it's a it's it's a lot to go around and there's a lot of it's a lot of really good podcasts out here not just the ones that record at shop talk podcast studios or that's affiliated with us it's just a lot of good podcasts with a lot of good and interesting co- content, and just you know, give it a chance. No one watches. Give it only, a chance. No one watches only one hour worth of TV all all month all week. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if you like TV, you're gonna watch another show. So once your podcast is over, you're gonna listen to another one. Um, also, the second thing that we missed um, was May first was like the day that we kicked off Shop Talk Podcast Studio three years ago. And um, I, dog, that I was deleting shit out my phone, and I looked at the video from when you first moved in, when you first got the keys to the to the spot that we're in currently. Yeah, man, um, that it came up on my on my feed and my timeline, everything. So, man, because Urban Podcast Month uh, just happened to be right after our um, it was like our three year anniversary. Well, this was gonna be our three year anniversary having the studio up and running. Um, but every May is, you know, our anniversary on that tip. And uh, next month, it be our f- four-year anniversary for doing the podcast. So, we'll be celebrating that. Yeah, man. Cr- shit crazy. I looked at, I found out it was June 18th, 
2016 was the day we recorded our first podcast. 2016 on June 18th. Wow, man. Yeah. Long. It seems like a long time, but them four years and uh, them flew by, and so much has changed for the both of us. Yeah. In that amount of time. I mean, when we first started, I remember us getting, you know, 30 listens in a week and being, like, happy with that. I remember when we first broke 100, <laughs> you know, it was a it was a huge accomplishment. Now we're getting, you know, a few thousand every week, and uh, we're still not where we want to be, but, you know, the, the growth is there. You yeah. know, we've seen it. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, numbers is going to be numbers. They're going to do what they do. Um, but, like, just content-wise and – familiarity on the microphone and comfortability on the mic and just finding our voices through that through that time you know what i'm saying so i mean we'll get more into that yeah man it's funny all the mistakes we used to all the mistakes we used to make used to (laughs) used to (laughs) still doing (laughs) i still fuck shit not as bad as it once it's not as bad as it once was right right um, we didn't do a whole episode and didn't record them. This is true. This is true. <laughs> and um, another thing, man, I want to get out before we, um, before we, you know, get everything, get the episode going, man, is, uh, you know, our good brother, Mike Muddy, um, you know, Muddy's sister, uh, man, had a house fire the other day, man. Uh, whole house burnt down, lost everything, dog. Wow, that's terrible. Yeah, man. So, um, put together a little GoFundMe, man, to try to to provide her some assistance in this time because it's a real like it's, it's never, never a, a good it's never a good time to go through a tragedy, but like right now when everything is jacked up, all friends and family is all strapped for cash because people ain't worked in months and charities and stuff that normally is there for people it just isn't as plentiful because of the situation that we in. So uh, I'm going to assist anywhere I can. I'm going to drop the links um, in the show notes. So if you got a, anything that you can do, man, but God, thank God, man, um, that she wasn't there. Normally she's, she sleeps pretty hard and the fire happened early in the morning and um, she happened to be at work and her son happened to be spent the night at a different location the night before. So, Something went on and uh like that this could this could have been a much worse story. You can replace physical items, but you can't replace people, man. So um Absolutely not. It's a real but, tough situation. Uh, one thing that I don't know I don't know if a lot of people know, you know, my man Muddy is definitely a man of faith. Uh, you know, I've seen Mike do some incredible things in the short amount of time that we have uh been cool, man. And I know God got him and his family. I thank God today, you know, he covered them and protected them. And it was only things lost because things can always be replaced, but people can't. So, I mean, we definitely want to do what we can to help hold them up, support him and the family throughout this time and uh, be there for him in in whatever type of way we can. Facts. I mean, his family is like my family. I literally look at them like my family, you know what I'm saying? From holidays to for everything so um i'm gonna help out as much as i possibly can so if y'all want to help yeah. the link is in the um in the show notes is gonna probably be there um it's gonna be there so that's where it's gonna be for the next for couple the, weeks yeah it's gonna be there it's gonna be there for the foreseeable future yeah 
All right, man. Now that I, that's all, um, all those things are the particulars out the way, man. How how was your weekend, man? Uh, man, <laughs> so like I'm not gonna go into great detail, but I had like a really bad week, and you know I'm gonna save myself the personal embarrassment. You know, man, I definitely did some stupid shit this week that could have, you know, landed me in jail. Mm. I ain't going to beat around the bush or nothing about it. It's only the grace of God and the mercy of, you know, some decent people in my life that I am free out on these streets because the nigga almost went to jail two days ago. And if I'd have went to jail, I'd have still been there. Yeah. Um, And I would have probably been there for a little bit of time. So, you know, I'm just trying to play it cool, man. I, I, I let my temper get out of hand and did some dumb shit, but uh, you know, thankfully, uh, other, thankfully God is good and people are merciful. Mm, that, the end. That's true. <laughs> yeah, man. You when you texted me earlier in this week, I was like, nigga, what? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like what? Uh, he like, yo, you yeah. might have to get a guest host this week. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So yeah, that was that was. Yeah, man, it was. It was looking bad. It was looking bad, but I did it to myself. You know, unfortunately, uh, I got a little bit of a temper, and sometimes it can get away from me. That's I'm not going to blame nobody but me. You know, I lost control, and uh, now I got to work on that. I got to work on that. Yeah, so, man. You know, but, but thankfully, I'm still out here. That's what's up. Um, This week for me, man, I don't know. It's just been a week. Um, I wrapped up some shit. Uh, shout out to Pharaoh, man. He got some um new shit popping. Uh, interview yeah, I shot I a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago actually. Um, so he's getting he priming up to drop that shit. I can't wait till that drops. Uh, it was a really good interview, really good discussion rather. Um, because that wasn't even an interview. That was a really good discussion. Uh, with two to two good brothers, man. So I can't wait for y'all to see that, man. Um, other than that, man, just been chill mode, trying to. Trying to stay alive, my brother. Trying to stay alive, which is hard <laughs> to do as a black man, and it's hard to do as just somebody trying to duck corona. Dog, uh, you know the the being black in America is stressful as fuck. I always see the memes. It's like playing life on all mad. <laughs> it's, it's literally like playing life on all mad. Because no matter if you're just minding your own fucking business, just being a decent human being, you know, it's it's hard to stay alive out in the streets. It li- it's hard to. Literally. I mean, while you may be just jogging in the streets, uh, two white devils may track you down, jump in front of you, attack you, murder you, and attempt to get off with the shit. What did they call it? A citizen's arrest? So like that's what they was trying to. Why don't you just go through the story? Yeah. So in Georgia, um, a young black man, Amaya Arbery, um, was just jo- twenty five years old doing a daily jog, and uh, two white devils uh, tracked him down and, and murdered him. Um, so how the story goes, allegedly, he just mind his business jogging, and one of the white devils. Um, look out the window and see him jogging by and say hey son there goes the burglar 
I think that's the guy that's been breaking in um, houses around here. I mean, he's black and he's running. It has to be him, right? In broad daylight, in running right. gear, in running gear, in broad daylight. Um, but that has to be him. So they went and get guns, and then they get in the car it, it, during during the middle of the day, midday, during the middle of the day, too. Not 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 jogging at night during the middle of the day. Um. So uh, they chasing him down. He keep running, and then they drive this truck past him, and then like park it in the street. And one of them is in the car, and one of them in the bed of the truck. So dude runs around the truck trying to avoid confrontation again, and the son gets out with a rifle. So when the son gets out with a rifle, he goes for the rifle, and they struggle, and the son shoots him once, shoots him twice. Then dad in the back of the truck gets out, and he shoots him a third time. And they and he he runs off and then he collapsed. Like y'all literally saw a man running down the street, minding his business, jogging down the street, minding his business. Said, "Hey, let's go get our guns, get inside of our cars, chase him down, and murder him." Like I don't like this was so unnecessary. The, the video. The video is really difficult to watch. So uh, it's, it's, it's really hard to watch. I had just heard about the story. Um, the video came out on Tuesday. I think I had just heard about the story possibly Friday. One of my homeboys, Mo, had sent me the, a link to the story and I read it like, man, this is wild. And this is before the video had surfaced. I'm like, dog, this is so fucking crazy. And like, I didn't have like, all right, so in one of the groups I'm in, uh, you know, iMessage group, somebody dropped a Facebook link, but they don't give any kind of details to what the actual video was about. So I, I watched the video, but I didn't know what I was watching. Nigga drop a link, you click the link to a, to an certain extent, right? And I seen, right. and while it was going down, I'm thinking like, oh shit, this sound like the, this looks like what happened the other day, and then all that shit happened. One, I didn't need to see that. Um, I kind of wish people would give a disclaimer uh before they start sharing shit like that because i don't need to see the murder of another black person um i just don't need to see that shit over and over again man um but this was just like i i don't understand how and this happened on in back in february right and it happened we, go ahead is this safe to say that like we kind of desensitized to some of this shit uh yeah but but the the reason that um it didn't get so before the video surfaced the police told the mom your son was involved in the robbery and he was shot and killed and that was the end of the case she didn't she didn't have any information like the police said hey this is what happened he was involved in a robbery and he was shot and killed and she just left holding that information like why would my son try to rob somebody why would he be trying to break in the house he that's not him you know what i'm saying but like right. that was the official thing and apparently that the one of the one of the devils was uh, a former police officer and worked for the prosecutor and all the other shit so it was on some it was some hometown cooking going on so the mom thought because of covid19 
that this situation wasn't getting enough attention. So she reached out um, and like Lee Merritt and the other people got involved in the case. And it, it was a, it's an attorney. His name is Alan Tucker. He's the person that released the video. White guy. Okay. And um, I don't get the impression that he released the video because he thought this was going to bring somebody to justice. He thought he said he got tired of all the lies that was going back and forth. Well, it. So he said he it was a lot of shit that was going in the community, a lot of lies going back and forth. So he released the video, I guess, thinking that it was going to. I don't want to put words into his mouth, but he released the video and then everything took on from there. Um. I so the prosecuting attorney from Georgia today said he watched the video and didn't find any grounds to charge him. Hmm. These niggas try. Okay. They said that they trying to do a citizen's arrest. <laughs> Come on, fam! Like f- fuck, no stand your ground. Just a citizen's arrest. Like, is this what we doing now, dog? So I don't, I don't know what it takes to perform a citizen's arrest, I, and I'm not going, you know, I'm not going to act like I do. I have no idea, you know, what type of qualifications uh, are involved in in that type of action. Man, that's some TV you know, shit, dog. That is some TV shit. How do you know a crime has been committed, civilian? Yeah. I've I've never known anyone to uh, participate in a citizen's arrest. I don't know what it takes to perform a citizen's arrest. How is it justified? Any of that good stuff? Because I, you know, I'm like you. I, only time I've ever heard of that shit be on TV shows. They talking about you can hold somebody um, until the police come when they commit a crime. One, I didn't commit a crime. Two, if you hold me against your my will, ain't that kidnapping? So now you the you the person I need to, like how does that work? How do you prove just in the commission? How do you prove that they committed a crime? Facts and until until it's proven, is it okay for you to have me at gunpoint or you can hold me? Like it's okay for you to kidnap me and violate my actual rights while you hoping that I did something that you think was against the law? Like that this citizen. You know, I, that, I would even break it down a little more simpler than this. Me and you are both gun owners. Me and you both are licensed. Well, you know, one of us is licensed to carry right now. Uh, But when you take the CPL class, they tell you if you, you know, are caught with your weapon, you will be charged. You will go to jail. I can't just go out and make a citizen's arrest just because of the fuck of it. Cause I don't have shit else better to do. Like, if I use my gun, my legally registered firearm, I have to be able to justify it. Not just, you know, I pulled it out because I felt scared or I discharged it just because I felt scared. I have to be able to to legally justify why I use my weapon. I don't understand. And like, I don't know how, how you leave how your you house with a gun. Justify stopping this man because he's jogging. He told he the, the the one of the devils told him the police that he attacked his son. Well, your son cut me off in the road and then got out the car and came at me with a gun. I'm fighting for my life here. 
I'm literally fighting after for my I life. To, after I tried to avoid him and the gun and the car, I ran around them. I ran around them. You know, I'm going to say something, and I, it's probably going to be really unpopular to, you know, people that listen, but the white man, white people have no natural predators. And that's why some of the reason I believe they act the way that they do. What is, is some type of superiority complex. You've ever been somewhere and somebody white told, you know, gave a command, tell somebody to stop, sit down, don't do it. And as soon as you balk back, they look at you like you crazy. Why the fuck do I have to listen to, like, I'm a, I'm a man. Why the fuck do I have to listen to you and you tell me to stop or you question me and the, and the minute that I stand up for myself, I become a target. Like, why, why are you so weak and fearful that when you see me, I'm immediately a target to you? I think like, I don't, I don't get that. I mean, I think it's that I think they so fearful of fearful of us because they know that if they would have endured what we would have endured, we would be angry and we will be angry and we would probably try to get our payback. But clearly we've been a peaceful people, right? Because right. we don't have a history of violence against you. But you have a history of violence against us. Like I, I should literally be more afraid of you than you should be of me. Cause let you tell it. All we do is black on black violence. Right. But, but literally a white person tells a black person to do some shit. They don't have zero authority. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not in charge of shit. So when the black person, you know, responds back with some variation of what the fuck and what the hell, then we, then why do they go wild? You know what I'm saying? Who who gives you the authority to to be in charge of everything in life? Like who? <laughs> where the fuck is your like? That's 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 some fucking audacity that come along with that, and I can't wrap my head around that shit. I can't wrap my head around me being a human being trying to have authority over another human being. Like I don't want that level of power over someone, and I I I'm yeah. not. <laughs> No, go ahead. Go ahead. Like I don't I don't want that level of power. Like I don't think I'm above. Like I don't ever want to be a police officer. It almost got to be like I get people wanting to restore order, but like who you think you are <laughs> to tell a motherfucker what they can do? Like why are you the judge? Like why are you the I don't get it, dog. But like when you black if, if we sh- Go ahead. If we just strip away the color aspect of it, you have you see a stranger in j- stranger jogging you block his path pull out a weapon tell him to stop and then you shoot him for refusing to listen to you that's ba- that's what happened plain and simple the end man i uh was talking to one of the homies and shit about uh why i i think um dogs canines are the biggest assholes of 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 all right Cause you can be walking down the street, minding your business. A dog will see you and just come attack you for no fucking reason. Well, apparently they not the biggest assholes on the planet because <laughs> they saw him run jogging down the street. and just went and attacked him for no fucking reason. Like a fucking animal. Yeah, man. So peep this. We clearly can't jog, right? 
We can't play loud music. You get killed like Jordan Davis. You can't sell CDs. You get killed like Alton Sterling. You can't walk to the corner store. You get killed like Mike Brown. You can't play cops and robbers because you'll get killed like Tamir Rice. You can't go to church because you'll get killed like the Charleston Nine. You can't go home. Uh, you can't walk home with, with a bag of Sittles and an Arizona iced tea because you'll get killed like Trayvon Martin. You can't hold your hairbrush while leaving your own bachelor party because you'll get killed like Sean Bell. You can't go to a party on New Year's Eve because you'll get killed like Oscar Grant. You can't stand in normal traffic because you'll, cause you'll get killed like Sandra Bland. You can't lawfully carry a, a weapon because you'll get killed like Philando Castile. Um, you can't shop at Walmart. You'll get killed like John Crawford. Uh, you can't have a you can't have a disabled vehicle. You get killed like Terrence Crutcher. You can't read a book in our own car. You get killed like Keith Scott. You can't be a ten year old walking your grandfather because you get killed like Clifford Glover. Clifford Glover. You can't decorate for a party, Claw Reese. You can't ask a cop a question, Randy Evans. Like you can't run, Walter Scott. You can't breathe, Eric Gardner. We can't live. Freddie Gray, niggas is just tired, dog. You can't do nothing. Like it's, it's life on all Madden, bro. It literally is. Like you walking around it's the streets life on, all Madden. on GTA with, with the five stars, twenty four hours a day. <laughs> you know what? It's like playing Grand Theft Auto online. Like for <laughs> anybody that play internet gaming. As soon as you log in, people are trying to kill you. 100%. <laughs> as soon as people find out that you're online and in the game, it's, it's a hunt to stay alive. People but, are trying to kill you. But you can't respawn nowhere. In real life, you can't respawn. Nah. Um, you know, I always look at when I see some of these young brothers get killed, you know, I always equated to like my son is 17. He'll be going away to college next year. He'll be in some small, you know, some college town where I can't, I can't, uh, you know, nurture him like I do now. And he'll be f trying to figure out life on his own, you know, walking to class, jogging, uh, you know, picking up groceries, just living like a young man. Yeah. And he's going to become a target. He'll be a target for somebody. And I just look at, like, a lot of these young dudes, you know, under 30. No, nah, I'm not old enough to be your dad, but I'm old enough to be your big brother, you know, your big homie, your cousin, somebody that you, somebody that I grew up with. And it's, it's uh, you know, I thank God I've survived 38 years of life. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't by just, you know, my street smarts and survival skills. It was a lot of prayer. It was, you know, a lot of being aware you know, other people looking out for me. And, uh, you know, sometimes we all don't have it. And it's just a sad reality of what we, what we living in and what we going through in 2020, we still being lynched out in the streets. That was a lynching. Like in real, in the, in the back two 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 good old boys in the back of a pickup truck down South saw a black yeah. man running down the street and decided to go end his life. For no, for no other reason than he was black. Two devils. That's it. Now, um, unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever, devils don't stop. I don't call them people devils because they white. 
because unfortunately this this week um there was three other devils that caused the life to end the life of a black man of course you heard about the situation that happened at the family dollar in flint yeah where um a 43 year old man uh calvin um Munderland, i hope i pronounced the last name correctly um just doing his job being a security guard and um a young lady was in with her daughter and said, Hey, you know, this is a store policy saying that you, in order to come in the store and, and then move throughout the shop, you have to wear, you know, your mask because COVID-19. Well, right. The daughter didn't have a mask and the mom was upset. And so she left. I think she spat at him by the way. Um, so she left, she came back with her husband and her son and they came back and shot him in the head and killed him. Like, yeah, man. the color of your skin. The other one trying to do shit but do his job. The color, the color of your skin don't make you a devil. Because these three that came back up to this store, because your child didn't have a mask on, instead of you just getting a fucking mask or having your child wait in the or car. Leaving, or just, Or just leaving. Like, you killed a man. And you went and got your you went and got your boyfriend, husband, and your child, your son. Well, I won't say child because he grown. But like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all, man? Like, life ain't worth nothing no more. Like, the value of life is is isn't worth an, a disagreement with a store policy. Fam, put a fucking mask on. You know, it's the entitlement of people, <laughs> you know, the the entitlement, the the audacity to, to think that I'm above the rules. I don't I don't have to listen. I can just do what the fuck I want to. And if you don't let me do what I want, then you won't pay for it. That little girl who didn't have a mask on, I don't have a she don't have a fucking family no more. She don't have a mom. Yeah. She don't have a father. She don't have an older brother. Her whole family gone because her mom's a fucking idiot. Like y'all went home, got a gun, and killed a man. Like that that was a conversation, like, yo, yo, we bought like how how do you get from point A to point B? Because if you an actual man and you and your lady come home and say there was a situation there, your first thing should be to defuse the situation. I, if you going up there, how about you go up there and finish the shopping? But you don't go up there to confront like right. what you want to fight? You took a gun. Like you literally thought I might have to kill this man, so let me grab my gun. Or did you think, oh, he a big guy, he might he might beat the shit out of me. I probably shouldn't be confronting him anyway. Like how does that how do you I, I don't I don't understand the process where one devil can look out the window and see somebody running and say, "Oh, this got to be an issue." And the other devil will look a black man in his eyes, spit at him and shoot him to his death. Because you didn't like the fact that you gotta obey a fucking state mandate that say you gotta wear a mask while you're in the store. Yeah, man, the most cowardice way to just cowardly, just cowardly. That's all it is. Like people really hate their lives, man. Shoot yourself, dog. Kill yourself. You don't want to be here no more because you clearly don't. 
you clearly don't value nothing that you got going on in your life. You ain't have shit to do the, the next day. You thought you can go into a fucking store and kill somebody in broad daylight. Cause this wasn't no late at night shit. You thought you can go into a, a, a store in a park in broad daylight and shoot somebody and just go home the next day. You're going to go home. Like everything all good. Like you must hate your life that much that you wanted that shit to be over. It, it got to be that right. I don't understand how you get to that logical explanation. I mean, we both grown up in an environment where we've seen arguments and disagreements go further than they should. You know, and this just a perfect, perfect example of it. You've seen shit pop off. Somebody say, I'm going to go get my brother. I'm going to go get my cousin. And it turn into something that they don't need to turn into because egos are fragile. People don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be, I don't want my feelings hurt. I don't want to look bad. And it turns into something that it doesn't need to be. Man, this is fucking shameful, dog. As humans, dog, the earth is trying to get rid of us. And I do not blame the earth. We the virus, dog. The earth is trying to get rid of us, man. Yeah. Like all this COVID shit and conspiracies and, and trying to depopulate the earth. I don't fuck. I. I don't agree with it because I'm on this earth and you might get me. <laughs> so I want to be here. Okay. But like people, dog, humans, this is a human so fucked up, man. Like we, we, we dangerous dog. Like we are a fucking parasite dog. And when a when an unknown substance enters your body, what happens to your body? The body get hot to try to start. <laughs> to get rid of it and then they send all the soldiers out the hearth is warming up we got hurricanes we got locusts we got all these type of like nigga they trying to get humans off this earth because we are not good for this earth man i'm not what is it the killer the killer wasps the killer bees killer wasps and killer fucking hornet murder hornets is what they calling them yeah the murder hornet fam what (laughs) what like dog the earth is finished with us they're done Get these niggas off of us. We destroy everything. We overbuild everything. Dog, you know how many fucking cars it is and how many cars is about to be made in the next year? Dog, we can never make a car again and it's enough cars to, for us to air. Like, we just overdo shit, dog. Ain't nobody ever happy with nothing. Somebody's gonna always tell you to go get more. Oh man, that was a good job. Now, now, now do something better with it. What? You just got a master's degree. Go get your PhD, man. Stop bullshitting. What? Like you ain't, we ain't never happy, dog. Humans is a fucked up thing to be, dog. I am one, but it's fucked up because we ain't never happy. Every time we get something, oh, that's great. Now let's get something, let's get something more. How do we make it bigger? I mean, it's, it's the hunger for more, the idea that, you know what the things that we have are never enough that we that we need the we need the bigger house we need the better car we need the you know the job that pays more like what we have is just never satisfactory enough i think i'm about to chill out dog this shit just wild man i don't want earth where earth to at we'll fuck that (laughs) shit up too dog yeah like there's still new building we, we're still building new cities and new 
new construction and new areas and like oh we're about to put up a new condo over here and fam it's we got enough like it's enough space build up not out like we ruining this fucking world uh the people in it and uh, i don't know man this shit frustrating dog like it's it's legit frustrating man yeah um all right, man. I don't. I don't want to talk about this shit no more, dog. This shit is. This shit is depressing. <laughs> this shit is depressing, dog. I mean, there's definitely some other crazy shit going on in the world. Where you want to go next? Um, damn. I do kind of got one other thing I want to say. It's kind of it, that. It, that's attached to this. Now, you familiar with this uh, fat fedora wearing motherfucker? <laughs> Your boy Jason Whitlock. Yeah. Now, what did he do this week? So after the situation with them two devils chasing down this young black man, you know LeBron posted on his Instagram, right? The same picture mm-hmm. that thousands, hundreds of thousands of people posted on his Instagram. Well, this fat fedora wearing motherfucker take that as an opportunity to say LeBron James is using this as an opportunity to be better than Michael Jordan. This is fake. He doesn't mean it. Um, and because last week they talked about Michael Jordan and not being political, this is just him trying to one up Michael Jordan. And this is all fake and blah, blah, blah. Dog, do you understand how much I hate Jason Whitlock dog? Like I, I don't never necessarily say hate to people I don't actually know, but I hate this nigga, dog. I feel like he takes every opportunity that he has to tear down anything associated with black athletes. One hundred percent. Uh, the bigger the athlete, the harder he tries to tear them down, and I just don't understand his uh, you know his his rhyme or reason behind it you know lebron if if somebody wants to make a stand and it's seen and it's seen as you know a political stand you know we we gave jordan so much shit for years about what he would not do you know when faced with those same type of opportunities these uh, these newer and younger athletes you know they're they're media savvy they're social media savvy. They're not. They're not afraid to stand up for what they feel is right or wrong in situations, you know. And they understand the power of themselves as an entity, as a brand, and the influence that they have. I commend LeBron for 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 doing the right thing. No, can an athlete change the world? Probably not. Uh, but he may, may be able to spark. They may. Maybe. I mean, I'm saying probably, but I mean, there's there's always a chance. I hate to speak in absolute. Jason Willard uh, saying he doing more harm than good. Well, if one of the most popular players, I, I believe in, I believe staying silent is doing more harm than good at this point. Not even. So listen, this is what I believe, right? If you want to talk, you want to speak, speak. If you don't, don't. But like, if one of the most popular people in the world uh, post something up on this page that you've probably never heard of. I didn't hear for, I didn't know about it until a week ago. Right. So if you're not tuned in, if more people listen to it and be like, let me go review this. Oh shit. 
this video oh wow now more people actually hear it and then right after that charges start bringing bring up bring up so i help bring awareness people start looking at it online uh, a lot of media attention and a lot of pressure got on and then two days later they get arrested how is that more harm than good he said that's not that's not helping for justice yes it does when more people talk it did actually help for justice the first portion of it which is just the arrest we got a long process to go after that right but like yeah any t- because george, Zimmer- george zimmerman got arrested yeah went to trial the whole nine so so the arrest is just the beginning yeah um with the whole jordan shit like I'm okay with people not saying certain things if that's not your lane. What Jordan did do when they when they tried to press him about, you know, the black politician dude or whatever, he like, nigga, I don't know nothing about politics. Y'all want me to just say cause he black, I'm putting my four I don't I'm not talking about that shit. That's not my lane. I give him some money though. I donate to his cause. Because a lot of motherfuckers who be talking shit online ain't never donated no money to any of these candidates. I bet you that. Or, or even if you ain't had, even if you don't have money, you ever donated time, you ever volunteered, <laughs> anything, I mean, anything it, to stand on these causes that y'all say, that y'all stand on top of your soapbox and beat your chest about. I'm not voting for nobody just because fucking Michael Jordan said it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we put too yeah. much fake value on that shit. You know what I'm saying? If you want to use a, a, a political i mean if you want to use an athlete or some shit to bring awareness to something say something that people look at cool but just because insert famous person here said they voting for this person i'm not voting no for nobody because michael jordan said he voting for him. who the fuck cares who michael jordan yeah. voting for if that's not his fucking lane and if he's not a great orator and he not a, a political science, whatever. If I just did nothing but study basketball my whole fucking life, nigga, don't start talking to me about politics. Stick to basketball. Because as soon as you say some shit that the people don't like, you know what they're going to tell you? Nigga, stick to basketball. I'm fine with him not saying certain shit, but I like the fact that he put his money up. Because a lot of y'all niggas talking online, but ain't never gave no motherfucking money up to nobody. Yeah. How much money have you donated to... Y'all was talking shit about the G-Mac Cash video, uh, I mean, song about um, Big Gretch and the Buffs and everything like that. How much, and that money went to New Era Detroit. How much money have you gave to New Era Detroit? How much time have you put into New Era Detroit? Everybody got a lot of shit to say, but where the money at? Because we need money to fund these things. All that Kumbaya shit and the songs and shit, that's good, but I need money for the program. So if Jordan... Yeah. Go open two medical centers for underprivileged communities in North Carolina, and y'all don't say shit about that because y'all don't give a fuck. If I didn't put two thousand different people through college, but just because I don't get on the internet and say it, y'all don't give a fuck. Y'all just want the shit that look good. But if a nigga actually put his money where his mouth is, or instead of where his mouth is, he put the money there, like that's important too. Yeah, we cool. We can have somebody to come out there and talk shit. And, and get everybody riled up. But what about the money though? Cause everybody need a financer. And like everybody, sometimes people don't want to broadcast, like don't bring the cameras out when you giving back to the homeless. I'm not doing it for that. I'm not doing it for y'all to be like, 
oh, let's praise Michael Jordan. Let's praise LeBron because he said this. Sometimes people want to help because they want to fucking help. Yeah, and when you when you sometimes bring bring the camera and the media into it, it just looks insincere. Yeah. But it takes money to fund these campaigns, you know, because they have staff. They have people that work for them. You know, like you, it, it costs to get people there. It costs to eat. Gas gas may have gone down, but it's not free. Who put the money it's up a, for Martin Luther King? You know what I'm saying? It's just a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Like, so I don't care that insert person here don't quote unquote stand up. So Michael Jordan get a lot of fucking flack. It's not no Michael Jordan apology party or some shit. Who would Michael Jordan ever stand up and say something about anything? Did anybody ever ask Mike, uh, Magic Johnson ever to stand up for a cause? Because I never heard it. No. Did anybody ever say, Scottie Pippen, what do you believe in? Stand up for a cause? Stand up for black people? Did we hear Isaiah Thomas get asked that? Did we ask Charles Barkley that? Did we ask Allen Iverson to stand up for a car? Like, outside of Michael Jordan, who did we ask to stand up for black people? Because is it just one person? Matter of fact, who has said it? Other than Muhammad Ali, give me the the, the, the athlete who's going out their way. Not in recent years. I'm talking about late 80s, early 90s when all this shit was going down. Who Who is it? What was the stance? Because everybody well, keep telling me how can, he didn't do this. Who who did? You can argue any. You can argue any sport: football, basketball, any sport. Who was the who was the black athlete of the late eighties, mid to late eighties that stood up? You'd be hard pressed. You'd be hard pressed to give me five names. Can nigga don't hit you with a Jim Brown? <laughs> like nigga. What? <laughs> like That was that was that was the seventh. You know what I'm saying? Jim but Brown like, was like the sixties and seventies. I get it. You know, hindsight being twenty twenty, you can make shit look however you want. Who is the person who's supposed to stand up? And once again, why do all y'all niggas want somebody to talk for you when you can stand up yourself? These conversations don't need to be handled in the media. They need to be handled in your kitchen at your church in your communities them the conversations where that, you can actually where you can actually start to make feasible and reasonable changes you know the the black church used to be a place where you could go to to make change not just hear about how you're gonna get blessed with a new car and a new house all right i'm gonna throw out a hot take and i've always felt this way Let's go. but i just never said this shit publicly you know why i think there'd be so much pressure for quote unquote big athletes to say something publicly because black Why? people still got it in their mind is that only if we can convince the white people that we're okay, then we'll be fine. And because this person is popular, white people get access to them. So we need you to tell the white people for us that we okay. Cause like, why else would you care? Black people already down for the black issues. So you're not trying to convince black people that we should be helping black. you know what I'm saying? What what exactly? Who are you trying to get Michael Jordan to talk to? Oh, you want him to talk to the white people for you because you think that that's how we how we get out of it. We just got to convince the white people again that we okay. Don't hurt us. We smart. We like I'm I'm done with this convincing shit. Like why other why else do you think we want the the the, the most popular person to talk out? Because we always agree and we always want him to say what we want. We already agree on that shit. You want him to say it to the white folks, right? 
and I'm I'm not okay with that. That's not my goal. I'm not trying to convince you that my life is worth something. I don't need another person to speak on my behalf to say, yo, our Michael Jordan said our life is worth something. Can, can you let us live now? I'm not with that shit, dog. Mm-mm. So, because we can't do it ourselves, Jay, are you saying that we need we need a popular representative? Th- that's what it. That's what it. That's what it's always felt like to me. Nigga, speak for your fucking self. Who the white leaders? Because I hear black leaders. We need another black leader. Who the white leaders? Because I ain't never heard a white person say, "Man, we need another white leader." Like, Trump, why do we do that? Trump the white leader. It's a lot of white motherfuckers who don't like Trump. Okay, that whole that li- like the the Democrats and Republicans like them, the black folks. We are a small percentage of that. We can take all the black people out and put them over to the side, and you still gonna have the Democrats and the Republicans, and the majority of the country white anyway. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they not always gonna always agree. I just always thought that like that's the reason. Because if you want somebody to get the message out, the message out to other black people. You don't got to be the most popular person. You don't have to be. You got to be the most down person. (laughs) We already on the same page. Nigga, stop killing us. But we need LeBron. If LeBron tell y'all to stop killing joggers, then maybe they going to listen to LeBron. Shit. No, man, that's not how it work, dog. Speak up for your goddamn self. And that's just that on that. That was a lot on that. Day. Yeah, man. <laughs> I just always felt that way, dog. And like, I just, yeah, I just had to say that shit. I don't need nobody to speak for me. I ain't never look for a fucking leader. I don't never need nobody to speak for me. Anything I got to say, I'm gonna say you that shit myself. And if more people sp- spoke up for themselves and expressed their actual opinion, I think we'll be in a better place. That's just me. Okay. Um. Shout out to LeVar Ball. What a transition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, you see, uh, it's a couple of people who, a uh, couple high school recruits that are supposed to go to the uh, to go to the college, and they was like, fuck that, we going to the G League, and they making like, you know, $250,000, $300,000 hooping in the G League and shit, right? That's not a bad deal. It's not. It's a great That's fucking deal. That's not a deal. bad deal at all. Great fucking deal. Because you know, for a lot of these young dudes, I'm not even gonna say some. You know, it used to be a dream that I want to go to this college and play for this coach. Uh, Nah, man. A lot of these young guys, we just gotta realize they don't want to go to school. They went to school because they had to. They want to. They want to play basketball. They want to play basketball, and this is the quickest way to get to to get to the end goal. You think they uh, want to play basketball because has, you think they want to play basketball because they want to play basketball, or you think they want to play basketball because they like basketball and it pays a lot of money? Uh, because they like basketball and it pays a shit ton of money. And the the pipeline used to be you got to go to college and then you get drafted. The G League has created a lot of interesting opportunities where now you can go play for a year. Make you three hundred thousand, sign with a sneaker company, and play against NBA. 
so the reason tier competition. I just want to make one little correction in what you just said, and that's the reason I said shout out to Lavar Ball. Lavar Ball okay. made this an opportunity for people. The G League stole the ball, Lavar Balls. Um. I forget what he called his league. Big Baller League? I don't know. He can name everything Big Baller. <laughs> but, like, he took high school players, paid them money, and put that shit on. They had his own basketball court with the Big Baller logo, played them motherfucking games right there on Facebook Watch. Uh, the same shit that yep. got, he got that shit popping. He was the first show on there. Now Red Table Talk is on there. Thanks, LeVar Ball, because he was the first person to get a deal on Facebook. Shout out to LeVar Ball and his ball in the family. But LeVar Ball is the reason why the G League is that way. And that's the reason why the NCAA is now letting players make money off their likeness now. They playing catch up because we don't need y'all no more. Shout out to LeVar Ball. He gave niggas the blueprint and people are following him. Now, shout out to Curve. He was supposed to call in, but since he didn't, I'm going to take his post and say it like it's mine. <laughs> um, so, uh, he said, you can quote me, and I, I quote him. You can quote me, and I'm on record saying this before. LeVar Ball was a consultant for the NBA all along. They not stealing anything from him because if they were, he would let us know. That's a good take, man. Yeah. He don't stay quiet about nothing. <laughs> he don't stay quiet about nothing. He don't stay quiet about nothing. And I'll even take it a step further because I saw him on the Knucklehead podcast this past week. Brandon Jennings. Yeah. Uh, when Brandon Jennings came, before he came to the NBA, he said he played a, you know, he played a year over in Europe. Yep. Uh, Brandon Jennings was like, he made 1.2 living in Rome, Italy a year before he came into the league. He was the first and one to he, do that, too. You know, yeah. First one, and he made good money. And you can argue that he had a he had a decent NBA career. I mean, injuries definitely cut short some of his potential. But, I mean, you 17, 18, you living in Rome, you you making $1.2 million a year instead of your friends. What do you say? He said instead of his friends being stateside begging for a thousand dollar Pell Grant, right, and having to go to class every day. Now, is it for is that path for everybody? No, there's a lot of cultural differences. You got to be, you know, pretty savvy and responsible. Uh, you probably need a good team around you, but you know, if you're ready for that next step, you know that that might be the next that might be the next perfect fit for you. Yeah, uh, it's that young boy that's that's playing here in Michigan, uh, Imani Banks, mm-hmm. I believe is his name. Uh, you know, I've seen NBA scouts say he's in 10th grade. At 15, he could be a lottery pick right now. You know, if the NBA does not change change their stance on, you know, letting players go straight from high school to college, there's no way he's going to play for anybody's college program. Well, I mean, right now – There's absolutely no way. This is the, this is the median – Right, so the G League is a NBA league. You're playing professional basketball for the NBA. So in a couple of years, we gonna be like nigga, just go play for a regular team. Like, why put you in the G League? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I like, mean, some players, some players need that development. But don't draft you know, them. for every player that needs that that needs that development. There are the anomalies to the rule. 
there are, you know, the LeBrons in every situation. Man, Brandon Jen is only 30 years old, fam. He should, st- he should still be playing in the league. But shout out to Brandon Jennings because um, he did play overseas for a year. He skipped college. And then when he came over here and didn't – wasn't there a lockout in 2008? Was there – when was the – uh, I was didn't it believe a, there was a short lockout in 08. Yeah. So because of that, and that was right when he was getting picked up, like he saved all his money. Like when he got to the league, he didn't go buy a Bentley and no shit like that. That nigga went and got like a minivan or some shit. He 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 like got an apartment that was close to the facility and like walked and rode his bike to the gym every day when he was in Milwaukee and shit. Like he saved all. It his wasn't money. a minivan. He got like he got like a Ford Explorer or something like that. Yeah, I remember him him explaining that like a relatively um, modest vehicle for NBA players. Yeah, like it was. I remember he was speaking about this on Partner Interruption year. Well, shit. 10 years ago or some shit you know what i'm saying like no like i i i'm saving my money i'm doing things right i'm investing so now that i played in the nba for he's been he played 10 seasons in the nba he's only 30 years old now he's hooping in europe i believe right now if he's hooping at all i know in 2018 he went back to europe um but like him i i did and things the I'm right way at 30 yeah and now that i'm retired at 30 i can do what i want I'm rich, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, I did things you know, the right I, way. So a few years ago, I had, uh, you know, some friends and we had some, some investment opportunities on the table. And I'm not going to say the NBA player's name that we were friendly with, but he was, he was an NBA player. He had recently retired, maybe been out of the league, maybe like a year or two at that time and was telling us about, about how a lot of his friends were going broke and asking him to borrow money just to stay afloat mm. because they had squandered, you know, multi-million dollar contracts. And now that they had been out of the league two or three years, they had trouble maintaining just a normal lifestyle. So, I mean, the shit happens every day. Like, because in how we was talking about earlier or how I was saying earlier, like humans and Americans specifically, like we just want more, more, more. We got this, this thirst for, right. we want bigger, better. So fam, you made, you got a, a $7 million contract after taxes and shit. You may bring home and everybody pay. You may bring on 3.5. Fam, you got to make this money stretch. You can't go buy the $500,000 Bentley dog. Like it just don't work that yeah. way. Like I know that you want this it's admiration hard. from your friends and your and all the chicks and shit. Like it don't work that way though. It's hard to maintain a lifestyle when you were making ten million dollars a year and now you don't make any money a year. Cause not everybody that's in the NBA is gonna be a star. Like unless you one of the one of the the lucky ones, fam. This money gotta last you the rest of your life. And most of y'all careers are done in three to five years. Yes. So now you are literally 27, 28 years old. That's if you you a lottery pick. (laughs) You hope you better hope you a lottery pick. There's only what, 12 slots on the NBA team, I think? Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a new younger player coming out every year. And like I said, there's, there's not. You know, it may seem like it's a lot of superstars in the NBA, but like literally, it's 
15, 20, 20 superstars. Not even there's that 24 much. All -star, there's 24 All-Stars every year. And 12 Some of them, niggas, is, and half of them can go. Yeah. Half of them is just really only, good players. The other half, a, a third of them, a third of the 24 are legit superstars. And some of them are superstars that are past their prime. Who just got a name now? You got a plan for the future, buddy. Because uh, this NBA shit ain't going to last forever. Yeah. Can't hoop forever. Man, um, you know who wish they can hoop forever? Uh, Shannon Brown. <laughs> can you hear what's going on with Shannon oh, Brown? Man. Uh, Shannon having a rough week. Shannon I'm, having a rough week. I'm so fucking angry with the fucking state of Georgia. Georgia can suck two dicks. Like so, um, a report came out that said, in what the fuck news? Shannon Brown was arrested for firing his rifle at two strangers trying who entered his house. Uh. Why is he being arrested? <laughs> like, and not the two strangers that entered his house. So, well, have you? Do you know what the full story is? Yeah. So the story is, um, the the two people, a man and a woman, said uh, they was driving down the street, and I saw a for sale sign, and decided to go in and look around the house. That's some weird shit. I've never seen a for for, for sale sign and thought I can walk inside of a house. I've never done that before, but. They thought that they can walk inside of the house and they said the door was open and then they heard someone tell them to come on in. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm not fucking buying it. Then this was around six o'clock. Then allegedly uh, he come out with his rifle and start busting and they get the fuck out of there. Three hours and 45 minutes later at 945, they call the police and tell them what happened. Fam, fuck what y'all doing for three hours and 45 minutes and somebody was shooting at you with a rifle? Formulating the story. Like, dog, this don't, this don't sound right, dog. Like, if a nigga start busting at me with the, with the rifle as I'm trying to look for a house, I'm getting the fuck out of there and I'm calling the police immediately then, right? Not damn near four hours later. This story is bullshit. And how did he get arrested when they was in his house? Fuck what well, you thought. Apparently, Fuck what you thought. Nigga, you not invited. I, I'm shooting anybody who not supposed to be in my house. You know, I've I've gone to real estate school. I've looked at several houses in my lifetime. And typically when you go and when you see a house with a for sale sign, you have to schedule an appointment and someone will take you in. You call a number or some shit, like, or even if you're going to go pick up a house, there's a a, a little key thing that you pop, the little lockbox or some shit like that. But like, fam, come and on. Unless, and unless it, and unless it, there's a sign on the front of this house that says "open house," you just really don't go scrolling in there on your own. Nigga, I'm, if I want to sell my house, I'm gonna put a for sale sign outside. But I still live here, nigga. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. Shout out to Shannon for having a <laughs> nigga got the rifles on deck. <laughs> he want Monica back. Yeah, because <laughs> what'd you say? He want Monica back, dog. Leave that man alone, man. He's angry. Yeah, man. He he going through it. That's how I don't, don't want to say. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Is something wrong with Monica? Why you say that? I don't know, man. She she 
she's been linked to quite a few famous men and quite a few when relationships she murder Rocco Shannon Brown Rocco was not uh, a famous man feel, Rocco is famous <laughs> one Rocco is not famous, dog. They from Atlanta. Like they Rocco grew up in the same neighborhood. Daddy. They grew up in the same neighborhood. Rocco like, is a baby daddy. He don't count as being famous. <laughs> that don't count. <laughs> nigga, you can't go from C murder to Rocco, nigga. She had she had like two kids with him. He's famous. Nigga, Shannon Brown not even really not famous. Be- like, I mean, we know the nigga because he's from Michigan State. Like, if, if we didn't, if he didn't go to MSU, he'd just be random nigga at the end of the bench on a in a, on the Lakers. I don't want to take. I don't want to say that because like like he asked or some shit like that. Shannon got mad hops. I don't want to. I don't want to home like that. But okay, because uh, it sounded like you was trying to. I know. I'm trying to get these jokes off. I don't want. I, I can't do that to. The, I can't <laughs> give that to the nigga. Dog. <laughs> it sounded like you was. He was trying to go there. See, murder is definitely more popular than Shannon Brown, though. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Shannon Brown got championship rings and shit. <laughs> uh, but no, Shannon Brown is the most popular person she's been with. You could argue these other niggas is popular too, Jake. Rocco is popular in Atlanta. No one knows who Rocco is, dog. Oh, man. Okay. I go ask Go ask your son who Rocco is. He don't listen to rap music like me. <laughs> that nigga don't know who the fuck Rocco is. <laughs> oh, shit, I bet you heard of C Murder though. Probably. Yeah. He ain't even know it. <laughs> oh shit. Shout out to Rocco. Yeah, fucking rock one of Rocco people listen to this podcast is gonna pull up and like, what you say about my man? Yeah. <laughs> like Rocco <laughs> out here, though. <laughs> My bad, Rocco. I would. I'm just. They just jokes, man. They just jokes, man. Shit. <laughs> All right, man. So, so we got we got one more situation. I want to get some jokes off about Earl Thomas. Absolutely. I knew that was coming. Let's go. Okay. Uh, so Earl Thomas, uh, NBA. Excuse me, NFL player. Uh, recently played for the Baltimore Ravens. One of the best defensive uh, players Carl- in the league. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. not like a scrub. Like, this nigga is the man. Legion of Boom. Like, yeah. you know, like... He, active, he ain't like he he not like the Shannon Brown of the NFL right now. We fuck with. Him. No. <laughs> he, he not the Rocco of the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like the nigga out here. He's like, no, nah, I'm fucking with y'all, man. <laughs> so recently, I don't want no he was uh caught by his wife cheating. Apparently, him and his brother were posted up in an Airbnb with two with uh, a few young ladies. His wife found out where he was her and some of her homegirls she busted in on him and held him at gunpoint when the police came i guess he had wrestled the gun away from her but she had also had a knife and was chasing him when the police pulled up now you know how she found a nigga oh he left his phone this nigga had his location on on snapchat god God damn it. Yeah, she logged into a Snapchat and found the nigga. Like, I, I don't know. She was on her phone. Like, he just left his low. Like, nigga, you are NFL star. 
you left your location on she she showed up at the airbnb so like that's your actual location not just like a, a little hashtag yeah. like this nigga slow anybody could have found the nigga and robbed him i guess they got into an argument well, not- they got into an argument earlier in the daytime her his, his brother came swooped him and they you know went over to airbnb shit the, the reports is when she <laughs> when she came in the house, she found him in bed with a bunch of bitches, <laughs> like not just yeah. not one woman. He was like with multiple. That's women. why I said a few young ladies, <laughs> a few young ladies. Oh shit! So uh, this this let me get remember remember like on Ballers when they had the fun house. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is exactly <laughs> that. So listen. You know they was having fun. Fun. It's a global pandemic, fam. You're not getting no Airbnb the same day when you get into an argument. Like this was a pre-planned party. I pre-planned this argument that I got into your ass with. Yeah, the, the <laughs> argument was pre, was pre-planned. Cause my brother got my brother texted me. The bitches is here. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta get out the house. The bitches is here. I will say you this. No, he though. went downstairs like, oh, I can't, I can't stand the way you make you pancakes. I'm getting the fuck up out of here. Right, right. So look, dog. I don't want to be this nigga, but I really want to be this nigga. Listen, man, if your relationship don't work out, go ahead and leave your relationship, leave your marriage, whatever. But you cannot pull up with a gun and point a gun at somebody's head because they decided they want to cheat. Is cheating wrong? Yes. But if we reverse this situation, and you find out your girl is cheating, you cannot pull up and put a gun to her head because the people going to be looking at you saying that you're a problem and this is violence against women and this is this is toxic and all this shit and this is what we go through and we don't... No, you can't do that shit, dog. Like, I get it. You mad. Yeah. That's the whole... It just seems like when a woman is get, catch a man cheating... She can do whatever the fuck she wants. She can pull knobs on him. She can punch him. She can kick him. She can literally pull a gun with one in the chamber on him. If a man catch his girl cheating and he put a knife to her or pull a gun to her, now this is a whole different conversation. That that shit takes off somewhere completely different. You you're an abuser. You're toxic. You're going to jail, my nigga. Yeah, you're definitely going to jail. Like we just, I want everybody to not bring in violence if your mate cheat men and women like nigga you took the L move on not move on like get over it but like you can't so she said allegedly that she took the the, the clip out or the magazine out and she just wanted to scare him but she didn't know that was actually one, was in the one in the chamber like, right. nigga, this is the 92 Beretta nigga this is the 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 um Kane's gun in the Minnesota society like this is one of my favorite guns by the way um I don't have one which is weird but yeah um but like no you can you you almost killed that man because you want to quote unquote and she came over with a posse like you can't murder you can't no, no. She, it was her and some of her homegirls yeah, a posse. They was probably geeking her up the whole way. Girl, you know he ain't shit. All of that. And they popped up with, with the pistol thinking that they was going to do something. They hyped her up the whole way. You know, and that's that's a lot of times how shit get out of hand. Like, sometimes you ain't even there, but when you got the peanut gallery and your cheerleaders behind you, 
It take you know now your ego is involved. You, ever you know a, you don't want to you, you don't want to look a, bad in front of your friend. A woman ever put a gun on you? Yes. So check this out. Yes, he has. I know you got stabbed before by, by some chick. I, I hadn't stabbed. <clears throat> I. The same young, the a young lady pulled a gun out on me because I was definitely playing games. Uh, she pulled a gun out on me. You and pull a gun she on. Ended up locking me. If you pull a gun out on me, you best have intent to kill me because if no, like that's not that's not that's not a line that I'm gonna let you ever cross in life. If you pull a fucking gun on me, I'm thinking that you're trying to kill me and I'm gonna shoot you. That's just how it is. I'd fear for my life. So, like, why would you pull a gun on the, me? I mean, it was almost the same type of instance. She definitely caught me up cheating, caught me up with uh, another young lady. You know, she, I didn't, this is before I carried a gun. Uh, kind of caught, I was at her house with my guard down. She presented me with all the evidence. You know, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm alive till the grave with it. I'm lying, I'm lying, I'm lying some more. And uh, then she pulled out the pistol and I, I, I started giving her pieces of the truth. <laughs> I bet, nigga. <laughs> saw pieces of your life flash before your fucking eyes and shit. <laughs> you know, I definitely had to talk her down off of the ledge. I am not, you know, once she lowered the gun, I'm not even going to lie. I punched the bitch like she, like I was vintage Mike Tyson and I ran out the house. Like if you pull a gun on me, I'm fucking you up. Any insert any per insert any person in the history of people. If you pull a gun on me, I'm fucking you up. It's there's no way around that. You you want to kill me? Oh, we'll we'll find out. I just I just needed to get out the house at that moment. And, you know, I punched her hard enough to drop her and she <laughs> subsequently dropped the gun. That shit sound wild, <laughs> but, but I mean, I ain't no balls about the shit. Like I'm still like I'm still here to to tell the story. Uh, but she was definitely uh you know, I just we always say it, love and hate are varying degrees of the same emotion. Yeah. And in that moment I didn't know which way it was gonna go. So as soon as I saw the opportunity, I took it. Now, I've never seen this young lady again, but I, I, I'll i say this on the podcast, she better hope I don't never see her again because it's on fucking sight. I don't on know. Site. I don't know, Whether, man. I don't know, Dave. She, she had you down. <laughs> she, she she drew down on you. You hit her once. You should have you 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 finished the job then. should have finished the job then. It's too late now. You had your chance, buddy. I don't think you want to smoke. You got the fuck out of there for a reason. You got the fuck out of there for a reason. <laughs> she done stabbed you hey, and man. put a gun on you. No, you got the fuck out of there for a reason, nigga. Leave that girl alone. You know, I'm, okay, leave her alone. This, this is well. First of all, this not this is not the same girl that stabbed me. Oh, okay. We're talking two different individuals. Uh, it's not the same. The girl that stabbed me, she definitely got on the plane and is back somewhere in Miami. Damn, you don't make uh, great decisions, nigga. With women, clearly, they want to kill you. I, Multiple I women want to kill I you. I've made. Uh, I'll even say it in like the past two years, there might be one or two that, you know, will we'll probably be out for blood right now. But, uh, you know, the game is the game, and I don't live it. 
You know, that's all I can say. That's all I can say. That all right. I'm not. I'm not. I won't even go through a therapy session with you today, man. <laughs> but get your shit together. Not, not today. But you know what? I I have talked to my therapist. She does want to like once once uh, Gretch money. Let the stay at home go. We're gonna have a session live on air. Mm, okay, I'm with it. I actually want to do that shit with myself yeah. too. She she is complete. I've talked to my therapist. She's completely down with it. So we're gonna we're gonna make it happen. All right, man. Last topic I got on here. I wasn't gonna say it, but I, I guess I'll bring it up because you know that's what we do in barbershops, right? Absolutely. Uh, this pink, purple, skittle, rainbow hair motherfucker is out and dropping music and is on IG Live trying to... Your boy Takashi. Snitch 9 is trying to explain why him snitching is not that big of a deal and all this other shit. Um, like, I saw some clips on Twitter because I'm not clicking on the video and shit like that that was just playing like... He trying to explain how, yo, they wasn't loyal to me. and blah. Fam, you a whole fake gangster. Like, we, we saw you in court, Daniel. Like, you're a whole fake gangster. Not You can't play this whole, yo, they was fucking my... Nigga, you is a whole fake gangster. We heard you when you got kidnapped. Your real voice came out. Right. All that gangster shit that you was talking, it ain't real. You explain how they told you the hand... They showed you the hand symbols, taught you the lingo... We, we, you're a fake gangster. So now that we all know you're a fake gangster, now you're going to double down on it? Come on, fam. He even got some more colorful tattoos on his face. Come on, man. And, like, y'all loving this shit, too, apparently. But I'm, what do you think about this situation? Uh, so I look at it on two ends, man. You know, they did try to extort him. They beat him up. They try. They kidnapped him. Threatened to kidnap his family and fuck his girl. Uh, in normal circumstances, niggas would tell. I don't care. You know, it's a lot of people talking. You know, he should have stood tall. Blah blah blah. Like if that shit happened to you, y'all niggas would have told. Well, I think you can't the, be mad at him. I think the issue with that is standing on a code that he's not a part of. Right. So, but that's the issue though. Cause like, all right, fine. We get that you, cause the niggas wasn't, they didn't hold you down. But if you was like thorough and they didn't do that shit, I would, I would understand. But like, you a fake gangster. You can't come back to the fake persona though. Like we know the truth. This not true. You don't got no shooters with you no more. <laughs> you got get government agents with you. If anything, like, like stop. But, but Jay, that Matt. That matters to old niggas like us. The kids that listen to this shit, like, they don't care. He had two million people watching him on Instagram Live today. It's a spectacle. Two million. It's a spectacle, though. Like, it's not two million followers. Like, first off, he don't got two million people that listen to his music like that. Like, no one listens to that shit. Them streaming farms overseas and got the nigga the video. And he dropped a new video. Somehow y'all y'all big man and big bag or some some weak ass shit, some purple hair colored skittle shit. Hey listen, man, that shit wasn't never my cup of tea to begin with. Um the gummo beat was dope, but that was just about it. No one listen y'all don't man, come on, y'all don't really listen to that nigga shit like that though. Like y'all just don't. Like, I don't believe it. Um, but somebody's gonna shoot this we, nigga in the we face. Don't li- 
We don't listen to it, but man, like these kids are, Jay. No, it's a lie. It's a lie. That goddamn record company blew that nigga up overseas in Russia and they got them streaming farms and all them shit over in Russia. And then when he came over here, he was on the charts. Not because kids up and down these streets was listening to that shit, because they had that streaming shit over in Russia. This shit is fake. He's been an industry plant from day one. That shit is not real, dog. It's not real. You ain't never heard one of them songs on the fucking radio, ever. Even at the height of Takashi shit like that, you have never heard that shit on WJLB. No, I mean, I can't. I could name a Takashi song if I wanted to. Like, you can't be that popping everywhere and then they not play your shit on the radio at all. I hear shit on the radio all the time. I hear little baby shit. I hear, I hear random new artists all the time. I'm like, fam, fuck out of here. That shit is fake. But it was fake for that reason. But somebody going to shoot this nigga in the face. And it's not going to be a street nigga. It's going to be a nigga who's just as fake as him. Because niggas won't clout for beating that nigga up. They, they will shoot this nigga on live just for the clout and the followers. Remember when... You know, you know what it kind of reminds You know what it kind of reminds me of? Uh, towards the the end of the wire, the season, towards the series end of the wire, where Omar was in the store <laughs> yep. and the kid took him out. You know, the most unex- unexpected and unassuming person took him out. That's like, what this reminds me of. That's <laughs> Omar. <laughs> like dog, a nigga that's just remember when uh, Triple X died. Niggas was online trying to take credit for the murder, dog. I've never seen that shit before. These kids are a different breed. And they'll shoot this nigga on live, yeah. not because they're a game beggar, because they want the clout for killing or fucking up 6ix9ine on camera. He's not going to be safe. He lucky it's corona time because niggas not coming outside. A nigga going to fuck him up on cam just, just, to, just to say they did that shit on cam. Absolutely. We might see that nigga die on the internet. I wouldn't be surprised. And not because of some old street nigga or some beat. Just because of, of new nigga shit, we might see that nigga catch a bullet to the face right on Instagram Live. We see regular niggas do it all the time. Regular niggas get shot and killed on Instagram and Facebook Live all the time. Seen one last week, unfortunately. It's a crazy world that we living in, man. <laughs> this shit just ain't it just ain't right it's not it ain't dog. right man this shit don't make no sense everybody's crazy that's why bill gates Everybody. that's why bill gates trying to get the fuck up get, get us the fuck out of here dog he trying to population control because we crazy dog, picture bill gates looking at takashi 69 <laughs> like he would just be so confused he would be so confused i mean when you uh when you that rich, everything, everything that's poor will probably confuse you. Yeah, um, I can't get with Takashi Snitch Nine. Um, ain't shit funny about that shit. It's all funny games till somebody gets shot in the face. Uh, since we since we speaking about music, real quick, I do want to throw one shout out out there on the music tip. Shout out to Oba Rowland for being the first artist sh- signed to Big Sean's new label down life uh if you're not familiar with oba and his music he's been putting in a lot of work for a lot of years around the city uh and that hard work is is hopefully gonna pay off for the big fella for sure for sure we've had him we haven't had him on our show 
but uh, he has been in Shop Talk Studios a few times. Shout out to the homie Cheyenne who who's had him on and shouted, and he definitely shouted her out in the uh, in the dream song and the video. But uh, Man, I hope it's really. And they was in the studio damn near five days in a row on everybody's show for for <laughs> a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, you know. Rap music will always be kind to a fat nigga that can rhyme and got personality. I just feel that way. I thought you was rhyming there, and I'm nigga. Not trying to dis- yeah, and I'm not trying to discredit him in any way because I, I think he's an incredible talent. Yeah. And I hope Sean flashes the spotlight on him and he gets the love, respect, and admiration that he truly deserves. I'm, I'm, I'm supporting anything Detroit. Facts. Uh, I just threw up on, on, on the Shop Talk page a random-ass... Um, Bodie James appreciation post just because love Bodie I love Bodie we just like the nigga dog he dope man and that's one of my favorite Bodie verses so I just dropped that shit cause because because nigga <laughs> that's what we can do it's, it's our it's our show it's our page we can do what the fuck we want we ain't gotta explain that shit no rhyme no reason nothing more than that we just fucking felt like it we fucked with the music and we felt like it yeah uh, you got music pick I do have a music pick of the week. Uh, music is coming from another MC from my hometown that I really, I like his music. I believe in him. I'm not sure why, you know, things have not taken off quite as quickly as I thought they would for this MC, but I'm a huge fan of his music. Uh, it's the homie GT. Uh, I got my hands on some, a little bit of unreleased shit, but he is dropping a video for it tonight. So, by time this comes out tomorrow, uh, the video will be out. But the song is called Trippin' by GT. I like it. I fuck with GT. I think he's a dope rapper, Team Eastside. Uh, and, yeah, I just want to see him. I want to see him win. Yeah. Um, I want to see the homie win. Yeah, he been in the studio, too, by the way. Um, yeah. So, uh, my... Everybody comes through Shop Talk Podcast Studio. That's a fact. Everybody. That's a fact. I can't wait till we open back up because I'm I'm putting it out there before the end of the year is over. Cast I was gonna walk through there and I'm a meter and I'm a highlighter. She was actually supposed to be there on April the 11th on someone's show, but shit happens. Um, listen, I'm a meter this year. I mean, yeah, I'm and I'm gonna tell her I love her. Well, you might not because we might not come back outside. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, Greg's uh, money gonna let us come back outside in June. We'll yeah, be back in June. Business is gonna open up. That don't mean niggas is gonna be outside. We're not like regular people because y'all niggas been fooling the last two weekends. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, my my whose man's this is Jason Whitlock, fat for doing wearing fucking ass. I hate that nigga. Whose man's this? Who in the history of niggerdom can call him a friend? Ain't no one is going. You know what? <laughs> You know who Mike Hill is on ESPN? I do. He um, actually posted like, look, I know I might get fired for this, but I'm tired of working with a colleague who just continually to say reckless things online and blase blah. He was referencing him in his comments about um, um, the situation in Georgia and um, LeBron James and Whitlock was going back and forth from people on, on Twitter um, losing every argument, but acting like he won it. But like when niggas just so when your coworkers are tired of you, man. Like the people at your network are tired of you. I know you being paid to do that shit. 
Like I know you being paid to be a shield, to be the anti, the antithesis of black power is exactly what you are. And I hate you for it. Jay, you've been in the office long enough. There's a nigga at your job right now. You, 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 you sick of that shit. You didn't have it up to here. A whole you list think, of them. You sick of that shit. But I'm not. Nah, man, this nigga we, say we I'm. All, I'm I, we all work with one of them. I got a whole list of them. But I'm not about to lose my <laughs> right. job. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna lose my job for it. Niggas online like nigga. I don't care if I lose my job. I'm tired of working with this motherfucker. We hate his whole ass. <laughs> That's how you know a nigga said the fuck up. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard Mike Hill off of ESPN, but he a real nigga. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, I'll be listening to some podcasts. He be on, on uh dash radio and shit. Oh, he get, he got a nigga. He, he real niggerish sometimes. And that's not in a bad way. And I say that, I mean like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you like, look, so I, I'll say this. I recently started working at a new job. Uh, not that long ago. And, you know, they sent us home, you know, fairly I was on. I was there less than a month before they sent us home from work, and my job can be a little cultish at times. Sure. And I just didn't, you know, when you don't know the culture of a place, you don't really know who you can kind of like talk to, invent to, and kind of like let your hair down around. Because you know, it could be a mold, it could be a company man. But when I found the people that hated the place. Like I hated the place. I oh, felt like BFFs. I found my tribe. Yeah, BFFs. Now. Yeah, like I felt like I found my tribe. Cause y'all, oh y'all hated too, so it's just not me. I'm not just tripping. Y'all don't like it neither. Bet we can be friends. Basically. And Mike Hill is what is one of them niggas. I feel like you know what I see him around the the water cooler, and I'd be like nigga, and he'll understand. He get it. I'm tired of that motherfucker at the at the corner cubicle, nigga. Yeah, that's man. my dog, Mike Hill. Uh, so yeah, man, that's all I got this week, man. We about to wrap this shit up. Go and hit us with the benediction. All right, so it is uh, Dame Gone Wild on IG. That's where you can find me. Shop Talk Podcast, shoptalkpod.com. When you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. Soon as Big Gretch. Gretch Money, uh, lift this stay at home band. You'll see the blue and the black. You'll see the blue and the black right behind us, as you've been used to. Um, Jay that's John- all I got. Yeah, Jay Johnson three one three on everything that matters. Uh, I switched my little photography page name again. I do that shit a lot. It's just called Jason Dot Shooter. That's real easy. It's real simple. You feel me? Um, follow Carter Media Productions. Um, listen, man, Shop Talk Podcast we are coming out the gate really really strong as soon as Gretch money open the fucking doors up dog you don't even understand yeah. how much shit i got planned <laughs> for niggas like i really got a lot for of shit planned ad. for niggas dog and we really about to turn it up on you guys dog and i know you probably hear shit like that from a lot of people all the time but i'm not a lying ass nigga <laughs> but we're not fucking around and we're not be, fucking around i don't be capping like that you know what i'm saying but i got some shit lined up for niggas man and um, it's been a really good journey. Three years up in the goddamn studio space, fam. A lot of a lot of small businesses don't last for three years. And Corona is trying to hate. But fuck that bitch. You feel me? Fuck Corona yeah. and her funky ass. But we still here. It's not going to take us out. And I'm still standing. Derek Luke voice. You know, <laughs> ho- 
hustlers don't die, they evolve. You feel me? Um, and, that's, and that's all that's happening the hustle is just evolving yeah man when you see the blue and the black you know where you at shop talk podcast studio book some time i'm not saying we the rockefeller podcast but we are jane dame hell yeah peace